Welcome to the Hopeful Economics Podcast, a ministry of the United Church of Canada, proudly supported by Mission and Service and New Church Ministry of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ. Hopeful Economics is a way of looking at the world of assets, the abundance it has, and making that work for everyone. What does it mean to you? And what impact can that have in the world today and its future? These are questions we are discussing with our speakers today. If you haven't already done so, please register for the Hopeful Economics Unconference on March 3rd and 4th, 2022. You can do so at hopefuleconomics.com. Oh my God, family, we are here today with Gurbeen Basin, who is going to talk to us about this intense conversation that she had in this fishbowl the other day, but then just like help us to understand even the more why you need to be in the house at the unconference that we call Holy Economics. You have to be there. So we um, we we want to hear from you, uh, Gurbeen. How you feeling? Are you I'm feeling good and I'm feeling pumped about this on conference. I love it so much. I even since last year, I've been thinking about how great it's going to be this year. Can you believe it's already been a year? I can't. I cannot actually. <laughs> yeah, but I, I can only imagine the great work, even amidst the pandemic, that your uh, organizations, because you you are like in a whole lot of different things, uh, which you know makes you you know great, makes the world great. Well, so we appreciate that. But even in this year, all the things that you have been involved in and how you've been able to. Um, create great social impact. So maybe just give us a little bit of update, like what has been like something super enriching that you have uh, been involved in over the past year? That's a great question, Terrell, actually. Thank you so much. We have what we call a COVID baby, and that's not us gaining 20 pounds across the board. It's <laughs> us actually making something new in the world. And as you know, a lot of the work that we do at Ungen, uh, which is spelled A-A-N-G-E-N, just for people who want uh, to have that spelled out, uh, it we focus a lot on food security and we create jobs. So one of the things that started to happen at the beginning of the pandemic, as we all know, is food security became a really, really big issue. Not because it was not an issue before, it was because it was highlighted and people started to realize, oh my God, we need to get food into people's hands, into people's homes. So because we knew that we had to do that in a safe way, and a meaningful way, we created a product, which is a dehydrated soup. It's called All Dried Up. And so that's our COVID baby. It's as easy to make as a cup of tea. And you you can have a meal within eight minutes of boiling your kettle and you get more than half your nutrition of the day. So that's our COVID baby. That's what we're making an impact with. And, 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 you know. Oh yeah, it's always about the ampersand. So were these was this something you guys were already beginning to think about or what what drove you to this point of this particular innovation? Well, Terrell, what happened was I heard about this a few years before COVID. And you know how it is, like you're like, oh, what a great idea. What a great idea. You know, when I have a minute, I'm gonna be able to do that. <laughs> right. And God so, gave us several minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. God did give us uh, uh yeah, a, a lot of minutes actually. Yeah. But the 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 truth is 
we took the opportunity and the spaciousness that COVID gave us and we went to the drawing board and we created something that increased the level of employment and especially youth employment that we can do. Uh, we work a lot with Covenant House, right? Uh, and and they have a, a culinary program that young people go through and then they come and work in our kitchen and, and create these beautiful products that we are able now to deliver to food banks. We're able to bring to senior centers and other organizations that need uh, food security and people that need food security. We're hoping to expand into the U.S. very, very soon, actually. Well, come on down here. We we need this. <laughs> all over it, Terrell, all over it. <laughs> yes, let's, let's take the world. That's where, what I'm talking about. I, I love that you actually, for us, just kind of almost designed almost like a formula for hopeful economics. You, you mentioned um, an increase in employment. Uh, you mentioned diversity or inclusion, whichever you want to think about it, because now you're involving young people or younger people. And then you also talk about the, the, the meeting of a need. So what things are missing from that formula when you think about um, true social impact, true hopeful economics? Well, I think, not I think, I know the next level where we're going to, right? And and this is about making it completely circular, right? So. Mm -hmm. We, we use a lot of food rescue, Terrell, in our, in our cooking for the catering side of, of the food security work that we do. So what is circular economy? This is what I look at, okay? How do we make an impact on people, planet, and, you know, making sure that uh, the, the world has absolutely what it needs, right? So we're looking at working with local farmers more and more uh, and, and bringing... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been accosted by my cat. <laughs> okay. It's the the gonna... pleasure of working from home. Like... <laughs> <I know. laughs> For the last minute, I've been like, no, no, I can't do this right now. She's had enough. She's not having it. Okay. So what I believe in is a circular economy, right? What is best for our planet? What is best for our people? And how do we make sure that we're making our ends meet? A lot of people might call that profit, but for me, uh, we are we run a not-for-profit, so everything goes back into serving the community, right? So I'm hoping that we will work a lot more with food rescue, right? So we will be bringing in, let's say, apples that may not be perfect and then create like beautiful oatmeal that has apples in it, you know, when we launch our breakfast, things like that. And at the back end, I would like us to have more of a composting system where all of our waste product can go directly back to the farms and be used as fertilizer. So that's the next piece of, of evolving to a completely circular and carbon neutral or carbon negative product line. And that's what, that's what I'm aiming for right now. Fantastic. You know, one of the beauties of this entire conversation about hopeful economics is the way in which we're considering spirituality as well as other components of who we are as a society. I'm wondering what your thoughts are about the disparities or the compliments relating to spiritual hunger and physical hunger. 
Oh, I love that question so much. You know, they're so tied in, you know, uh, physical hunger is something that we know how to deal with. It's like, it's like the difference between breaking your arm and having a mental health issue, right? When you break your arm, you see that that person's wearing a cast, you know how to deal with it. We know how to deal with physical hunger because it's something that we can all relate to. Now, hunger of the soul or hunger of the spirit is something that oftentimes we can't put words to. The only place I feel, in my humble opinion, mm -hmm. where we can address this is through our connectivity and, 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 and areas like where we can connect, like the unconference with people who are like-minded actually feeds our soul. And that's what we need more of every day. Because you might say something that might land with me in a completely different way. And it might act like a, you know, like a bomb for my soul. Right. Where, you know, like give me that hope or give the next person the hope that they need to feel like they're part of a community and feel like they're be they belong somewhere. Oftentimes hunger of the soul comes from a feeling of not belonging or not being worthy. And right. when the person in the same virtual room as you, I mean, God knows there'll be a time when we can all sit in the same room physically, but until then we will be in the same virtual room and by showing up and listening and hearing and, and being open and vulnerable, we get to participate in feeding someone spiritually. That is so enriching. Um, I think that I remember um, at some point during the pandemic, I took, took some time to get one of my vehicles worked on and took the car to someone and gave the keys and then either fist bumped him or shook his hand. I, I think I shook his hand because I remember thinking how dangerous it was that he just shook my hand. Um, but reflecting upon the fact that that was the first human interaction I had had in over 30 days. And, and like, even though this was a stranger and this was something that was, was almost dangerous or whatever, it was a deposit into my soul, into my spirituality and fed a hunger I had not been very present to on the surface. And so what you're saying is so true. Like there are these these moments we walk through life starving or without the nourishments of the soul. And so to be able to, to feed that, I, that's what's so important about this, this formula, this, this cyclical thing that you speak of, because it's not just about providing, providing, providing and that kind of like uh, Western idea of, of the way in which we do things, but it's also creating community. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we need more and more of every day. What did we realize? I mean, I, I don't know how it was in the States, but I know in Canada, you know, when when the pandemic was at its peak at the beginning, what did they shut down? And who were the people that were hurt the most were the people who were seniors who were mm -hmm. living in long term care homes? You know, the isolation is what cause even more deaths. I don't know. I mean, statistically, but like to me, COVID right. was the disease 
that we put a name to, but it was the loneliness and the isolation that ultimately, ultimately hurt the soul, you know? And I know that my mom this um, past year in 2021 and my father-in-law both were moved into homes where they could be better looked after because they both need that support. But you know what? The truth is when, when we have, you know, the next, um, you know, COVID, uh, what's it called? Like, you know, we got to shut things down and, you know, we got to isolate and we got to do, you know, all of that. The reality is we need to remember that, that we need to stay connected. So right now in my mom's home, only my brother and I are allowed to go plus one more essential caregiver. And you know what? I can see a difference in her soul. So this shows you wow, like community is so important. And even that handshake that you had, you know, must have filled a place inside of you that was empty, whether you were able to name it or not. So if there's one thing that we can learn from this pandemic is how much we all really need each other and how much we need our planet and how much we, you know, can just show up and say, hey, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I often talk about how God is a God that really is very, very uh, finds finds relationship to be imperative uh, from the very beginning in the Bible. When there's a way in which to interpret that beginning scripture uh, where it's talking about creation and that reference is in plurality. And so that is the the first interpretation of where God is speaking in a way that um, that allows God to describe its you know God's self in a plural way, and so I say God is cares so much about relationship that God created a relationship within God's self. You know, mm-hmm. so this is very very important, something we can't um, take away from, and so. A lot of times it is easy to not think about these things uh, when we have so many people around us and we're able to choose this, that, and the other. But, you know, this is actually um, part of the issue is privilege. And so I want to think about this uh, for a minute, this idea of privilege, especially as it relates to food security. So for us who are privileged to be able to eat well all the time, most of the time, whatever we so choose and have never really ever really endured starvation or even scarcity on some magnitude. How do you get those people interested in your cause? Tell them to skip a meal and see how it feels. Just one it all would take. Just one meal. Try skipping one meal and see how it feels try opening your fridge and not having anything in it and see how that feels just try for one second to put yourself in someone else's shoes you know just take a minute just take a minute even even if you go at it from gratitude terrell if you look at the the plate of food in front of you and you say thank you Thank you. Thank you to the farmers who work so hard. Thank you to, you know, the, the, the process by which all of this food came to be on my table. Thank you. 
Thank you to the earth. Thank you to the soil. Thank you to the rain and the sun. I mean, take a minute to right. express gratitude. Now, you are lucky. You are lucky, A, to have a roof over your head, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. B, to have food in your fridge. C, to be able to have the physical body where you can sit down and actually consume that food. You know, there's gratitude in every step. But the way I believe to, to, to get people interested in, in hunger or scarcity or, you know, people having a difficult time is through compassion, right? It's through yeah. compassion. When I used to do a lot of fundraisers for um, an orphanage that I, that I still work with very closely in Nigeria, but now we don't need to do that kind of stuff anymore because they have followed our social enterprise model and I've trained them. So they have abundance They are We are now in Nigeria, the food bank for over 50 communities. We, pe we feed thousands of people a day because we have been able to grow our own food on the farmland that we bought. The way I used to do that is to say, what if your child was hungry? What if it was your child? What if it was, you know, someone that you knew, like relate to them because ultimately it's oneness, Terrell. Right. Your hunger is my hunger. Your pain is my pain. My suffering is your suffering. My happiness is your happiness. Yeah. Until we don't embrace the concept of oneness, we can't actually empathize or sympathize or connect in the way that we we need to. I can't feel your pain if I block myself from feeling it. Yeah. I yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Well, listen, I am so grateful to be one with you. I'm grateful for this cause and the way in which we are able to impact it. I'm so happy that you are part of this unconference, but more than that, that you're part of the uh, cyclical nature in which uh, we are all able to experience and participate in abundance. So thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you at the unconference that we entitled Hopeful, Hopeful Economics on March 3rd through the 4th. I'm so looking forward to it as well, Terrell. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm honored to, to be part of this with you. Thanks for listening to the Hopeful Economics Podcast, a ministry of the United Church of Canada, proudly supported by mission and service. And New Church Ministry of the Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. The Hopeful Economics Podcast is produced by Resonate Media. In the spirit of the unconference, we'd love to invite you into the conversation. Subscribe, review, and comment on social media channels. And a special thank you to those that partnered in making Hopeful Economics possible. UNGEN, Waterloo Institute for Social Innovation and Research, 101 Worshiping Communities, Alterna, by Social, Faith and Finance, Metcalf Foundation, United Church of Christ, Rooted Good, Toronto Neighborhood Centers, New Church Ministry, Community Innovation Hub, and so many more. And learn more about Resonate Media at ResonateMediaPro.com. Again, thank you so much for listening and be blessed. <music>